Welcome back to another episode of the Supporting Local with Karis podcast. I'm Karis Saunders and today I spoke to the Belfast Coffee Roasters and we spoke about perfecting coffee roasting, the different coffee flavour profiles and coming out with nitro coffee which is so so exciting. So I really loved my chat with Alan and I hope you do too and if you enjoy this episode do please go over leave us a little rating or review wherever you listen and let's go chat to Alan. I'd been in the coffee industry for approximately 10 years in various guises. Initially, I had a company where we dealt primarily with Henderson's in the early stages of their bean to cup machines. And they've moved on on that. And in fact, when I was looking after them, they asked us in and asked what we think they should do. And I said they should brand it. I'm not from Northern Ireland. I came to Northern Ireland 20 years ago. My wife's from here. I kind of understood that Henderson had a strong brand image. And I said, you should just think of something, brand it yourself, do it yourself. They chose not to at that time. And eventually that phased out that part of our business. So I had to look at moving the business in a different direction. I then took on an agency for an Italian coffee company over here. And then from there, I went out and did an own label deal with a roaster in England. Mm -hmm. And then in 2017, uh, I was speaking to a client of ours. We kind of had a discussion about where he wanted to go, where I wanted to go. He was in cycling and he wanted to open a cycling store that had a coffee roastery next to it and all that kind of stuff. I didn't think it was particularly feasible in terms of the cycling thing seems to only happen on weekends. So Monday through Friday is a bit difficult. Basically, he came back to me and said that he wanted to start roasting coffee. I wanted to start roasting coffee. We formed a business or formed a company at the end of 2017. And in March 2018, we bought a coffee roaster on eBay. And then in April 2018, we started coffee roasting. Fantastic. We didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) We're not coffee roasters. We just bought a coffee roasting machine and wired it all up and hooked it all up and uh, off we went. Self-taught coffee roasters. Oh, I love that. So what was it like deciding to start up your own coffee roaster, roastery? We bought coffee. We were in a smaller unit than where we are now, only about 100 yards away. And we bought coffee and the two of us just came in and started roasting, basically. We just switched the thing on, fired it up. We both, we'd read books separately. We'd read books. It turned out we'd read the same book. But that was a good thing because the guy who wrote the book is kind of someone that we look up to in terms of coffee roasting and describe the whole process in a very kind of succinct manner. You understand from different businesses, there's all sorts of weird and wonderful language out there. And he kind of cut to the chase a little bit. So we read the book. We got, we came in, we roasted a couple of batches. And then the third batch we roasted, we said, oh, we both might as well try this and see what it tastes like. It tasted fine. We then tried batches one and two. They were awful. So we threw those away. And we've done that on a regular basis. <laughs> we, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, we just we throw it away. And we've kind of gone on from there. Now, where we are nearly five years on is that sort of 16, 18 months ago, we employed someone to come in to look after kind of production. And he has now taken on pretty much all of the coffee roasting. I do all the kind of customer facing stuff. And then my business partner does all the kind of background stuff. And and that's kind of where we are right now. 
perfect. So you do coffee from a lot of different places, do you know, Brazil, Kenya, Costa Rica. Do you have a favourite? I have a favourite region, probably Africa. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason being is that I tend to drink a lot of filter style coffee and I drink coffee black. And I quite like the different kind of flavour profiles that you get from their coffee, be it fruity and floral and those kind of things. But that's not to say I don't like coffee from other regions as well. Brazil and Colombia, I like all of it right now. It's it's kind of Africa you know, in six months' time, it could be South America. Joy of the coffee industry yeah. is that it's a constant changing thing and new coffees come in and new styles of processing raw coffee come in and that adds different kind of flavour profiles in there as well. So I am kind of new to the world of coffee. So silly question, I assume there is, but is there a big difference in Canada coffee from different countries? Like, as you say, kind of the flavour profile? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you think predominantly most people would drink coffee from South America, and it tends to be Brazil and Colombia. They're the two biggest producers in the world, and they're the only two countries in the world that have two harvests of coffee per year. So most people would have drunk Brazilian and Colombian coffee, and their profile tends to be historically what we've all looked for in coffee in terms of flavor profile tends to be chocolate. Uh, So it's chocolate and it's nuts and it's caramel and those kind of things. Whereas if you go to Africa, you tend to get more kind of fruity and floral flavors coming through. And it's the same kind of thing. You think about wine. The thing that differentiates wine from different parts of the world is what they call the the terroir or the soil. It's exactly the same with coffee. I have a background in wine. I started off in the wine industries and then I moved into the beer industry for 15 years and I completely lost my kind of palate, went shot to bits by beer. I've only kind of recently started regaining that kind of palate and, and, and being able to taste different coffees, which is what we do a lot of here. Do you remember what country you started with? Did you start with Brazil and Colombia as it's kind of, as you said, the most common or did you kind of go straight away for something a bit different? So when we were roasting, we roasted the first coffee we ever roasted was a Mexican Okay. Not sure why, uh, to be honest. <laughs> probably availability and probably price in terms of it's something that we thought, okay, we could roast this. And if it goes wrong, we don't lose too much money. So that was the first coffee we roasted was Mexican. When we have a Mexican on our list now, it's a different Mexican, but it's from a similar region uh, of Mexico as the coffee that we first roasted. Oh, wonderful. What would an average day look like for you then, Alan? I don't tend to have average days. <laughs> so the reason why I have my, have a business is that I don't have average days. I've yeah. done average days and I'm now out of average <laughs> days. Sometimes I'm coming to the roastery in the morning. Sometimes I'm going to see clients in the morning. So I could be going to see clients. I'd be testing their coffee and also maybe looking at their processes and just seeing is it the right thing. Because it's very difficult. But once the coffee leaves the roastery, we're reliant on other people to actually then produce a cup of coffee in the style that we want it produced in terms of getting out the right flavor profile so we have to go and check those kind of things so I could be doing that I could be going and seeing a new client I could be going to see Invest NI or or Intertrade Island or something like that and then equally you know I could come in here and we could have a lot of orders to be done and I could you know I I get involved with that as well so having your own business means you you have to do everything or be able to do everything if you need to yeah, the busyness and kind of each day you're not quite sure what you're going to do next. Yes. Sometimes I long for the whole kind of this is what you do. You come in, you do this and you do that and you do that and then you put the lights up and you go home. But it, does, it just doesn't work out that way. 
So what type of places is your coffee stocked in then? I started around the periphery of Belfast, if you like. Right now, I'm just trying to think, we have, you know, we have one or two clients with inside Belfast. We also do a good bit of what they would call white label coffee. So we would do some own label coffee for guys like Sawyer's and for Born and Bread mm-hmm. and for Wrapped Up. So we do own label coffee for those. And then we've got a range of coffee shops outside. So we look after, so if you look at somewhere like Hollywood, we've got Camp Hill Cafe. We've also got 81 mm-hmm. there as well. And we also do Without Waste which is a refill kind of place. And we also do the refill businesses in Belfast as well. Oh, fantastic. Yes, born and bred. Lindsay actually was on the podcast a while ago. Was she? Yeah. She's a great girl. I, I, I admire her business and her. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you kind of touched on it there with the refill. I know you try and be a super ethical company. And how have you found that kind of with coffee and kind of sourcing the coffee and the processing, kind of keeping it as ethical as possible? Because I'm sure it must be difficult keeping it, you know, all sustainable and transparent. Yeah, the, the coffee industry is very, very difficult to, to do all those kind of things. To start with, the carbon footprint of coffee is massive. And then what you've got to try and do once you get it is to try and do everything you can to try and make it as sustainable as you can. So we use a lot of reusable containers where we deliver coffee in reusable containers that we collect, we clean, and then we send out again, which work very well. We are currently in the process of getting a 100% compostable bag. Oh, fantastic. So we've been looking at that since we started the business. Oh, wow. And we just haven't been able to get there. And I know sort of Scandinavia, they really had a go at trying to be compostable. They didn't compost very well. And we're now, we've got a bag which we understand will compost within 90 days. Incredible. When it's put, you know, in the ground or in a way. What we wanted to do is, it's very difficult because you want someone who buys a bag of coffee and finishes with that bag, they can either put it in their blue bin or their green bin. Because the minute you start adding things in, where you, or you must take it to an industrial biodegrader, that's not going to work. Yeah. So it has to be really simple and really easy. Kind of on that, do you have anything else coming soon? Any exciting things that you can give us a little teaser for? Like whether it's more kind of eco-friendly things or maybe coffee from new countries or anything like that? That kind of eco-friendly bag is quite big for us. We are also talking to an Indian coffee supplier as well. So we're looking at adding in an Indian coffee at some point. We will hopefully do a nitro coffee. That's a kind of, I guess, a burgeoning market. And it tends to be, my son will hate me saying this, but it tends to be millennials that this is aimed at. And millennials uh, tend to drink a lot of ready-to-go coffee and also drink a lot of cold coffee. Mm-hmm. I actually do like cold coffee as yeah. well. And I introduced my son to cold coffee. So you know, I've got lots to answer for. Both myself and my business partner, we love that whole kind of nitro presentation of coffee. It's cold brew coffee, comes in a can, and it will come out as a nitro coffee. So there's a bit of fizz in there as well. And it will be fairly smooth. So we kind of tested that last year, but we kind of missed the cold kind of summer thing. We've got a supplier for that. And then we're going to try and push that out probably post-Easter. 
very exciting. So when we tried it, we tested it with my family. My business partner tested with his family. They like that style. And I think it's quite an interesting thing because I think it will sell. It may only be aimed at the retail market, but it actually then puts us into a different marketplace as well. So that could be exciting as well. We're also trying to develop our business in the south of Ireland. We have some clients down in, in the south, some pretty good clients in the south, and we want to kind of expand that uh, this year as well. Amazing. So many exciting things coming up. And have you thought about the future, like five years time, what would be the big dream for Belfast Coffee Roasters? The coffee industry on the island of Ireland is competitive. There's a lot of really good coffee roasters out there and we want to try and establish ourselves within that kind of hierarchy of coffee roasters without kind of selling up, uh, if you like. We want to feel like we're still an independent small batch coffee roaster, but actually be on a bigger scale. I've worked in sales for a long time and I looked after kind of multinationals as well as independents. And I think everyone should be treated exactly the same way. And that's how we want to kind of portray our business as well, is that we do care about our clients and our customers and and what they think as well. Oh, fantastic. It's so important, as you say, like listen to your customers, listen to your clients, and then feed that back into the business and kind of judge then how you go off of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, last one, Alan. What would be your favourite local business if you had to pick one? One of the things I love about Northern Ireland in terms of retailing and the kind of hospitality business is is the independence. We're not flooded so much with multinational coffee shops. We still have a lot of really good independent coffee shops out there and there there are loads. And I also like the fact that there are a lot of really good independent businesses. We touched on Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Born and Bread's a great business and Wrapped Up, again, is a great business business as well and one of the other ones I really like is Never Never which is a, a clothing shop. It's an independent clothing shop. Someone my age is probably quite out there. My son tells me that they do really kind of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I quite like that that kind of thing exists. When I lived in London, if you went to a shopping centre, you got the same thing over and over again. And the high street was exactly the same. You kind of knew that if you came out here, you go in there and it's they're all the same. Belfast is not like that. And I think we should work really hard to try and retain that independence and not go down this route of corporate retail. Oh, I love Love that yeah it's so nice to see in the city centre and in different towns you get kind of slowly yes. more independent shops all popping up which is so so nice to see yes you're right exactly well Alan thank you so much for coming in the podcast it was so lovely to chat to you today learn a little bit about coffee and I can't wait to see what's coming out this summer no problem at all we'll keep, we will keep you updated isn't Alan so lovely like I'm not really a coffee pro but I feel like I am now so definitely go over to the website all linked in the episode notes and you can treat yourself to some super fancy coffee and I would recommend Kenyan because that's where one of my close friends is from and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode.